You're listening to the Going Offsides podcast. Your home for lacrosse news, stories, and everything in between. All right, John, we're back here, week four of our NAI updates, and uh, things are picking up quite a bit, man. Yeah, I feel like uh, season's flying by already. Yeah, I mean, let's just jump right in. We're going to start with the scores, and then we're going to talk about the games of the week, and then we're going to preview some games for next week. So first up, we had uh, Indiana Tech beating William Penn, uh, and that score was 11-2. to so Indian Tech still looking strong. William Penn still struggling a little bit on the road, but it's nothing to be ashamed of to lose to a team like Tech by nine goals. So, you know, still still improvement there. Then William Penn goes on to beat um, Mount Vernon Nazarene 14 to six. So again, making sure that they get at least one win on these road trips is huge. Benedictine beating Moval 16 to five. Again, Benedictine doing well so far this season. Moval continuing to, to, to struggle a little bit. Then we had a big game, CC, Columbia College against Madonna, 16 to 12. Tennessee Wesleyan against St. Andrews University, 7 to 6. Montreat, 32.7. And then Concordia beating Mount Vernon Nazarene, 21 to 3. So let's start, let's break down the, you know, what we picked as the top three games this week. So we're going to start with Columbia College against Madonna. Yeah, Columbia College versus Madonna was a great game. Um, as you said, final was 16 to 12. Started out a lot closer than that one. It was five to four after one. Then the CC offense really took over. I was really impressed with CC because I know I typically think of them as a defensive team, but their offense was lights out today or the other day. Huez had six goals. A couple other guys had three. Uh, Madonna really rallied in the fourth to get back in it behind Gingel four goals, Russian Dyson each had three. So it was nice to see them get back on offense going. But the main thing I saw is that their defense is just still subpar. Um, and until they get that corrected, it's going to be not going to be competing with the top five at least. Yeah. I think, you know, first game on the road. So it's a little tough uh, defense usually you know, getting, getting that uh, synergy together and making sure that they're all on the same page can be a little difficult early on in the season. So I think that's something that can improve over time. Like you said, very close game. It was four to four at one point before Columbia brought it out to a 10, four lead. Then uh, of course, Cole Gingell, 10 to five, and then another little mini run for, uh, for CC. And then, you know, props to Madonna. They never gave up. They had three unanswered. And then another two unanswered to make it 15 to 12. So they clawed back at the end, but it ended up not being enough. So I, I still believe that Madonna is a top 10 team right on the fringe there. And I still believe that Columbia College is a top five team. But, uh, you know, if, if they can get that defense together in Livonia, they're going to they're gonna make a pretty good run in the whack. So let's see if that'll happen. Next up. St. Ambrose, uh, no, sorry, <laughs> that's this week, Montreat against Point. And I know you had some interesting words and, you know, I've been on both sides of, of blowouts before. 32 to 7 is, is quite a blowout. Uh, I'll say this, it's not fun to see a score like that, but I get it. It happens. You know, it, it's simply the coach saying, hey, guys, slow it down a little bit or not. And And in this case, it seemed like he didn't. And, you know, and I get it. 
I've seen much worse scores than this as well. You know, 25 goals is a lot. Don't get me wrong. But uh, to your point, you, you tweeted about this this weekend. It is a dangerous trend to set, especially in the NAIA, if we want it to grow and become a championship sport and have schools add. We can't do this to teams that have one or two subs and really put the nail in the coffin in some programs. Like we, we want to see the sport grow. And I think we all agree on that at the NAIA. So let's, you know, if we can, let's try to avoid that moving forward. What do you have to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much covered it well. I mean, I don't know if Point went into the game with 11 players, but I know they ended it with literally zero players available on the sidelines. I mean, there are players with like who look like they're in full-body cramps trying to get back on defense, and they're still getting scored on. So it's like, I mean, well, I get it. Like, Yeah, I mean, you don't put your – you know, who, you who's know? to say Montreat didn't have their third-line middies in and they were still scoring, and that's not on them. You know, you don't practice right, all right. week to go out in the field and not score, and I totally get it. It's just this situation that nobody wants to be in. No, you know, there's no winner in that situation, right? Points, points not getting anything out of it by getting d- drubbed like that. On treats, you know, they're, you know, working some stuff out, getting guys reps. I hope and I didn't get a chance to watch it. I hope that they went deep on the bench, but you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is, but like just a warning that if this happens too often, we're going to end up like the bottom of the D three where like programs come and go quite often. And we don't want to see that. So pushing that point to the side, Tennessee Wesleyan, St. Andrews, you did not expect it to be this close. I had St. Andrews winning narrowly. So, I, you know, you were right. I was wrong. But seven to six, I think what we both realize is that both of these teams are improved from last year. Both of these teams are really pushing that top 10. They're right at the edge, I think, every week. I know that they're receiving votes, but I, I think that we could see, you know, once we figure out which teams aren't playing, like if SCAD's not playing, both of these teams are fighting for the third spot and maybe even the second spot, depending on how Cumberland's does the rest of the year. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Level Across. Are you ready to take your game to the next level? Level Across has innovative products at an unbeatable price. From their aviator travel stick that fits in a backpack to their Apex rebounder that comes with its own carrying case. Need something more traditional? Their Altitude Complete stick provides an aerospace aluminum alloy stick, a pre-strung head, and a lifetime warranty for only $49.99. And for every item purchased, Level donates sticks, equipment, and daily essentials to programs in need all over the U.S. and overseas. Order yours today at levellax.com, spelled L-V-L-Lax.com, and use code G-O-S for 10% off your order. Yeah, I definitely agree. As I've said, I think that Tennessee Wesleyan is a legitimate, probably number 10 team right now um they're pretty solid everywhere they have a senior goalie always helps and uh yeah it was seven to six I thought Tennessee Wesleyan might win by three or four I knew it'd be fairly competitive I think St. Andrews is actually probably the most improved team in the NAIA this year they've had two phenomenal recruiting classes I know they were a very young program again but yeah uh, Patrick DeMoss came up big again he had one last second save like last second 15 yard out rip and he saved it stick side high. So save the day. Yeah. Great, great performance. And, uh, you know, in a low scoring game, it, it all comes down to that last possession and, you know, 
it's kind of a coin flip. And I, I think we'd love to see these two teams play again later in the season. Looking forward to this week, and it is going to be a good one. So today, Monday, in the afternoon slot, we've got Cumberlands against Indiana Tech. And this is kind of it for UC, right? Like this is make or break it. This will kind of define the rest of your season and let people know if you're for real. You know, Indiana Tech is fast all over the field. They move the ball incredibly well. They play loose. If you can slow them down somehow, and I'm not going to give any hints as to how to do that, but if you can slow them down, if you can force some turnovers, because they, you know, when they play real fast, they score a lot or they turn the ball over a lot. I mean, that's just, that's science right there. But if you can slow them down, they, they've got a good chance. But, you know, as we know, that Cumberland's D is going to be, and the faceoffs, obviously, you know, that's been a question mark all year for, for them. But if the defense can step it up, it'll be close. But if the, if they can't get that defense together uh, and, and they don't have pork chop in that, it's going to be an interesting day. Yeah, I agree on that one. Um, defense, still a lot of question marks. Adding a backup goalie before this matchup, definitely not ideal. Um, if the Cumberland offense can get going early, build maybe an early lead, that'd get them a lot of extra room. Yeah, yeah. And props to the, the to the Cumberland's goalie that's starting right now because I thought he played really well in the first game. Even though it didn't really work out for them, I thought he played really well. Um, moving on. Benedictine, Indiana Tech. That's going to be on Saturday. So again, we're following Tech this week, but that's a top 10 matchup as well. And I think that one will be closer than the one that we see tomorrow. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I think Benedictine has the weapons to keep up with them. Um, and Benedictine, the defense may not be great, but I think they can do enough to slow them down a bit. Yeah, and I think – there's an edge there. I think BU's uh, face-off guy might be a little bit better than the situation at Cumberland. So I think that will really help dictate the pace of the game, but you know, only time will tell. Also Saturday, we get St. Ambrose against Aquinas in their first game of the year. Also with two new co-head coaches, the Trepa brothers. Yeah. And uh, people are very high on the Trepa brothers. They, most people think there's not going to be any missteps with the new coaches. So should be a good one. Always excited to see what Aquinas brings to the table. I really want to see how the new face-off rules uh, affect them. They've been one of the more dominant teams in the past few years at the face-off circle. Yeah, I think it'll answer a lot of questions for us because it's a team we haven't seen play yet. And, you know, out of the whack, we've really only seen Indiana Tech play. So this will help us kind of figure out what the whack might end up looking like. And on that note, Sunday, which I need to make sure I get to this game because I didn't realize it was right in my backyard. Reinhardt traveling to Lawrence Tech. I believe they're playing this indoors. And this is number one versus number two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. This is number one versus number two. Um, it's going to be one of those weird ones that we talked about where some teams are in game three or four and some are in game number one. So we'll see how that impacts it. And then also if Lawrence Tech, I don't want to say Reinhardt's been in their head a little bit the past few years, but I don't think we've seen Lawrence Tech play as crisp as they're capable of the past couple of years against Reinhardt. I, I think I'd agree with that in that LTU hasn't always had their best game against Reinhardt. I do think if there is someone this year uh, 
that can give Reinhardt a run for their money. It is LTU. I just hope LTU is far enough along, given how delayed everything was here in Michigan, to make that fight right now. Because if this game were to happen in, in five weeks, I you know, I could even venture to say it's a coin flip. I think that obviously there's going to be some pregame jitters. Reinhardt will probably get on the board first and early. However, if LTU can survive that very initial run and kind of just, you know, settle themselves down a little bit, I think that they have a really good shot. If they can keep it close in the first quarter, I think they have a really good shot at pulling this out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Lawrence Tech will have a face-off guy that can keep it competitive there. And that's something other teams have not had with Nick Kubik, excellent face-off guy. Um, Lawrence Tech brings back most of their offense, bringing back the same goalie, I believe. So should be solid. Yeah, they've they've been really, I think these are the two best recruiting programs uh, consistently, I should say. I know that, like we talked about, St. Andrews has had a couple of great classes. You know, other teams do put together really good classes. I think consistently, though, Reinhardt and LTU are right there at number one, number two in terms of recruiting. So it'll be really interesting to see how these two teams that, you know, Reinhardt is the perennial powerhouse and LTU has been trending upwards year over year over year. So I think it's time. This is kind of like the pre the early season Super Bowl, if you will, for, for NAI lacrosse. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for this week, John. Next week, we'll be back and we'll be announcing our winner of the Level Lacrosse Bounce Back. And shout out to Level for sponsoring us. I know you hear their commercial at the beginning of our shows, but uh, it's very important that you check them out. And uh, John will be running a Twitter campaign with us this whole week to find out who the winner is going to be because you're all very involved and you're all going to have to vote on this winner. We don't pick the winner. We just pick a group of candidates that we think have been doing really well this month. And uh, you ultimately are going to pick the winner. So uh, make sure to check out John's uh, Twitter and our Twitter. And, uh, you know, see you next week. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, give us a review, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Going Offsides.